It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Being an NFL fan really sucks. Helmets off is on. Welcome to another episode of Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell here. I guess I'm the host because no one else is here. No one else is talking. So that makes me, maybe it makes me the host. It makes me the guest. It makes me everything. Well, anyways, thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Look, I'm just, I get being a fan and I get being an NFL fan. It is absolutely murderous. It is no fun. So I was uh, recently on a vacation and uh, I was around people who are NFL fans. So they were loving talking to me and what's it really like, blah, blah, blah. But even though they didn't go to the games and so they live in an NFL city, I'm not going to tell you where I was on vacation. I don't know why, but let's just say it was a warm place and it was in Florida. So there's only three NFL cities in Florida. So you figure out which one it was. And I'll give you a clue. It wasn't the one that I played for. So now it's either Tampa or Jacksonville. And let's just say it wasn't Jacksonville. <laughs> Anyways, I was in Tampa. And and so I, I was I was in this area that Saint Saint Petersburg, Saint Pete, Florida, which is just kind of part of the Tampa area. Passionate, rabid Bucks fans. And I mean they they play they have this little, you know, their little group of friends and they they place these bets within themselves about what the score is gonna be, kind of those squares you do in the Super Bowl. You know what the score is at the this this quarter this whatever, and they were just into it, and they were into being Bucks fans, and 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 I was just and even though they didn't go to the game, even though they didn't like uh, buy a ticket, they weren't season tickets holders. They were as invested in that game as as the fans who actually show up. In fact, I think that's who the fans of the NFL are right now. They're not the people in the stands. I'm sure they are. I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. But, man, it, it, it's hard to be a fan. It's so hard to be a fan because your team just always seems to rip your heart out. If it's not today, it's going to be tomorrow. But whatever it is, it's going to happen to you as a fan. And, and then um, – so I'm watching these folks in Tampa. And then, of course, what happens in Oakland? They have their last home game. And so here's the Raiders and the Raider fans who, have, by the way, have been jilted on multiple occasions. So the team went to L.A. and now it's going to Las Vegas. And I'm going to tell you, I think, well, I don't want to say that the Oakland Raider fans are the best in the NFL. Let's just say they are an extremely peculiar group. I don't know as, as, as there are fans in Oakland that are as amazing as those fans. Back in the end of my NFL career, I was invited to come to Oakland to have a tryout. So I'd played 12 years. This is like year 13 or 14 when I wasn't signed with a team, but I was invited out to Oakland apparently to have a workout. 
Well, I was there over the weekend. The workout was supposed to be on a Monday. And I'm like, I'm going to go to a Raiders game. And I'm like, I go buy a ticket. I'm in the parking lot. People People are tailgating. And Raiders fans, just by their nature, look scary, right? They they look like they're there to beat anybody up. And what I what I failed to realize, I'd never gone to an NFL game as a fan, like in my adult life. When I was a kid, not the case. In fact, one day, maybe in the second segment, I'll talk about that. But anyways, um, so I go to this game. And, and of course, they have all of the characters who are in the black hole. And the Raiders are this dark pirate. You know, they're kind of these crazy outcast type of people. And, I, and I'm sitting at the game going, maybe this was a bad idea for a former NFL player who's not really former. People are going to recognize who I am. And here I am. I'm just some dude sitting in the stands. I just bought a ticket, went in and sat down, and I'm watching an NFL game. As I sit there, because I want to watch the warm-ups and watch the players and the, the whole thing. and So I'm watching all this happen, and I look around, and all of a sudden I see what these fans really are. Like, they are so invested in being Raiders fans that they will go to these bizarre extremes where they dress up in these just cra- crazy outfits. I mean, like, they look like Darth Vader who was like, I don't know. He he had some radiation poisoning or something and he he morphed into this like zombie type creature. I mean, you know, just these bizarre outfits and these bizarre hairdos. And but the, the, these fans what they're saying is I'm invested. I'm invested in being a Raiders fan to the point where I'm all in. And if I, the the more the more bizarre the more the crazier I am, the more my face is painted, the more whatever. I'm totally invested in this. This is my team. And here you have some of these just rabid fans for the Oakland Raiders, and I'm watching them, and people are taking pictures with these characters. And these are fans. Like like the fans have become famous. That's how that's how committed these Raiders fans are. And there's like a poster, and they and they have like a calendar, and they're they're known like they they know that that's you know who whomever you know crazy Joe Raider fan or whatever, and and so, um, it really stuck with me because I'd never been in the stands as a fan. Here I'm a, an NFL player, and I'm in the stands with the fans, and I and it just struck me at how passionate fans are, and so the Raiders have their last game. And Derek Carr goes over to say thank you. And they're all like, they want to say, F you. Like, they're not happy because here they've they've invested 100% of their emotions, of their life, of their energy. Whether they're there in the stadium or like these Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans who are home at their house on the weekend, who watch the game. They'll go out to a bar. They'll sit down at their house, they're glued to the TV, they live by every play. There's just some glimmer of hope. Hope that yeah, you know, we're we're gonna our team's gonna pull it out. We're gonna win. We're gonna turn it around. And I can't imagine because they they started booing Derek Carr and soda and beer and garbage. 
They're throwing all this stuff out on the field because they're jilted. Like, they are just absolutely jilted. And I'm going to tell you what. It really sucks to be a fan. It really does because um, my producer, Madison, she is a rabid New York Giants. I mean, like, she loves the Giants. And not only does she love the Giants, she loves Eli Manning. And she loves Eli Manning so much, she's been to Eli Manning's childhood home. Okay, that's not normal, people, right? <laughs> it's just not normal. I don't know people that have ever driven by the house that I grew up in. Now, I have, and I'll take people on tours of it because, you know, I think it's a national historic landmark because a great American lived in that house. And, but, you know, I charge 30 cents, and it's basically relatives and friends. But that's what I'm talking about. These fans where and, and and Madison's like Eli Manning just played his last home game. And she said, I just cried. I just cried. No matter what. And and I think fans maybe can can understand this just a little bit. No matter what happens, if you're a fan, you're gonna get jilted. Your 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 team's gonna crush you. They're they're gonna rip your heart out. They're going to destroy you. They are going to just bring on some pain and some distress and probably things you need counseling over. And and it's going to be painful and it's going to be ugly and they are going to let you down. But yet we're there. We're fully invested. We're with our team. We're with them thick and thin. And people and these fans still show up and they show up because there's always this hope. There's always this hope that somehow, somehow we're going to turn it around. So here are all these poor Oakland Raiders fans, and, and they are just they are just furious. You know, here this team had a lead, and they gave up two late touchdowns. They didn't even score in the second half. And, and they, the fans were like, that's it. You've, you've, you've crushed us. I guarantee you, I, I will venture to say, that when the Raiders go to Las Vegas, there will be Oakland residents who will get up every Sunday. They'll watch the games. Some of them will probably travel and go to Las Vegas. Because let's face it, you'd rather be in Las Vegas than you would Oakland. And uh, they'll still they'll still remain fans even though they've had their heart ripped out. All right, I'm going to take a break. Uh, but when I come back, I'm I, you know, I, I, this got me thinking. I'm gonna tell you about when I was a little kid, and I actually got to go watch an NFL game as a kid. It's pretty cool. All right, welcome back to Helmets Off. Uh, talking about man, being a fan is the worst. Serious, even if your team does well, wins a Super Bowl or two or four or whatever, eventually they they stink. Like <laughs> they just stink. And uh, and then you have teams like Oakland where they just leave. You have Los Angeles that's just so arrogant and pompous. They're like, "We don't need an NFL team here." And uh, there's 21 million people here that none of us are going to cheer for the new Los Angeles Chargers because we've had the Rams twice. And they've gone, and now they're back, and we don't really care. And, of course, we've had the Raiders before, and we just 
we we're just not that interested. Or if you you're New York, and you have the Jets, like the Jets haven't been good since. Well, they've just never been good. Well, okay, they won a Super Bowl with Joe Namath, and 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 they've had teams, they've had some good players through the years, but they just never seem to, they never seem to to carry the mystique or the, or the their fans have a, a much higher opinion of how they really are than they ever do. The the Jets the Jets may be that there's a couple of franchises just really bad, but I, I so I'm talking here in the break and. Um, Madison, my producer, brings up a really good point, and and this this just plays to my whole my whole conversation here. A lot of NFL teams through the years have had these amazing players. So think of Joe Name or Joe Montana, like even though Steve Young won a Super Bowl, he never was Joe Montana. And you have guys like. Like Dan Marino, who I played with in Miami, and and there's and who has replaced Dan Marino? No one. Who who's really who? You know now now maybe now just recently maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is 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 getting the the Forty ers back to some some semblance, but but I'm just telling you when Tom Brady leaves the New England Patriots, they're probably going to be dry for a quarterback for twenty maybe twenty years. Uh, there and there, there, there have been other ones, you know. That, uh, uh, well, I mean, you maybe could argue about John Elway. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one. I'll tell you a team that was so unstoppable in the '90s was the Buffalo Bills, and Jim Jim Kelly was Jim Kelly's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Jim Kelly was amazing with the uh, with the Buffalo Bills, and and who have the Buffalo Bills had a quarterback since Jim Kelly? Like no one. I mean, yeah, they've had quarterbacks and they've had a little bit of success here and there, but and so and that's that's what's so hard. That's what's so hard about being a fan is you you have these players, you know, maybe Peyton Manning. I mean, what's going to happen with Drew Brees when he leaves New Orleans? You know, is it is it going to be Taysom Hill? I doubt it. You know, maybe Taysom Hill has a little bit of whatever success. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he never. Who knows? And and yet you have these fans and you have these players and you're like, oh man, if we could only find another another guy like that, and they're just not there. And that's what's so hard about being a fan is you're just like, oh, you just always get let down. You always get let down. Like, I think, as I as I've thought through this, I think you have much more down than you do up as a fan of a team i mean only one team wins it wins a championship every year and so if you don't win the championship who are you you know imagine if you're the detroit lions never been to the been to the super bowl or the jacksonville jaguars which are kind of the only few teams that haven't just to get there right so that's a tough one i i i had this experience as a kid and I, I really can't get over it because it was it was pretty remarkable. And, and I think it's the irony of all of it is, is pretty apparent. So I'm this little kid, small town in Utah. And I have an opportunity. Don't even ask me to this day because I don't even really know. 
And the people who know are not telling or, or like my dad passed away. So somehow they managed a way for me and my dad to go to Houston, Texas and watch the, t- the Houston Oilers back when they were the Oilers and Earl Campbell, love you blue. And I got to go as a kid. And, and that's when I was a fan, you know, I was, I was a huge NFL fan when I was growing up. And if you could imagine, here I'm this kid, and on a Saturday morning, I get to go to an NFL walkthrough practice the day before a game. I mean, how amazing is that, right? So I not only get to go watch practice, they said, hey, how would you like to come in the locker room? So here I am, I'm this little kid, I don't know anything, I don't know anyone, I'm from a small town in Utah, and I'm in an NFL locker room as a 10-year-old kid. I mean, how cool is that? And and so I get, you know, I, I can only imagine, I can only imagine what it's like for a fan to get a jersey signed from someone, or or to have their picture taken, or to shake their hand. And, and I remember, I mean, it, you know, I, I got a football signed by a bunch of the Houston Oilers. I got a game ball from the game. Are you kidding me? I mean, I mean, who does that? But, but I, I know a lot of fans get get these things and they have them, and it's just, even though your team rips your heart out, to 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 have identified with a player. Or to you know to to be introduced to them, or take their picture, or get their autograph, or whatever it might be, to have that like one-on-one interaction where you kind of touch the the face of your idol, your hero, is is such a cool thing. And I get it, even though I was on the other side of it. I happened to be coming home on from the airport. And I'm on the shuttle to go get in my car. And I get on the shuttle and this guy looks at me and he goes, you look really familiar to me. And I go, oh, I get that all the time. He goes, no, 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 who, who are you? And he goes, do you, do you live, do you live up North? I said, no. He says, I know, I know you. And I said, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of a big deal. I'm kind of famous. And, and it was a guy. And he goes, you were on The Biggest Loser, weren't you? And I was blown away because, cause, so I was on this reality TV show, all you people out there. I don't know if you knew this or not. Uh, and it was about being overweight. And so I go on the show. I lose a whole bunch of weight. It's it's a cool thing. And I've I create this following. And the following is slightly overweight middle-aged women. And so the women come up to me and they go, I know you, right? Just in these situations, I'm out in public, whatever. They go, I know you. And you were on The Biggest Loser and, and I loved you on that show. And, and I cried every week and you were just blah, 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 right? Which is, which is, is just such a, a weird thing because I've grown up my whole life being known as this football player. So here's this guy and he's this fan and he's not a fan of me playing football. And I totally thought he was a football fan, right? And so he goes, you have no idea what you've done to my life. And I go, I hope it was good. (laughs) And he pulls out a picture. 
and he's lost like 120 pounds. And he and he looked amazing on on the shuttle. And and he goes he goes you were it for me. He goes you were my motivation, you were my inspiration. He goes he goes you saved my life, you changed my life. And you hope that from, you know, some side of it as as an athlete that you maybe can touch out and reach out to these fans. And you don't know the impact you're having because uh, so as as bad as it is for these fans, every once in a while you just kind of have one of those moments where you go, wow, I I had no idea that the things I'm just trying to do on a day-to-day basis are having this kind of impact on your life. And it was just a cool moment for me to see that a fan of something that I was doing um, had had improved his life. And it like made my week, it made my year, and uh, it was just a very cool thing. Well, it's hard to be a fan, I get it. But uh, there's no one more loyal and no one more invested than fans. And hang in there because as bad as it is today, it's going to get better tomorrow. All right, Helmets Off is now off. You can, uh, well, we're powered by kslsports.com. Find us on Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. And until then, we'll catch you soon.